What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Middlecoff! Amy Ames! A lot going on for Friday Pod. Yeah, you know, not a Friday Pod with still kind of coming down the home stretch here before football starts. We, we got some uh, got some things to discuss, guy. I mean, just, you know, Giants, like Giants are alive. I mean, we mentioned it on the last pod, but it just, you just, doesn't it feel different in the Bay Area when the Giants are just kind of alive? What inning did you turn the game off? Well, probably about the fifth. I went to bed really early. Jesus. Sun, there was still light outside when I got in bed on Friday night. TV 12 ain't got nothing on me. Wow, that is, that's impressive. That's impressive. The game started earlier now, though. They, they, I know, it snuck up on me. I was watching uh, Ace me? Twins, and I was like, it was like 7 10. I was like, oh, wait. I, but I went over early. I, uh, Pop, Papa was doing the pregame. I know he's been doing a few of them. Yeah. But, uh, sounded happy. Sounded happy. Yeah, yeah, they sound like they're in a good mood. I listened a little bit this morning. They're happy, happy duo, the two of them. <laughs> I don't blame them. <laughs> Have you seen? By the way, did you see the? Uh, did you see the preview for uh, Top Gun? I don't know what people out there think about the uh, new Top Gun coming out in twenty twenty. You see it? Not only did I see it, I've watched it several times because super bored. When I say over the summer, like within the last month. You know when you feel like you've watched every pretty good show on Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever? You're like, what am I going to watch? So you just start looking through some old movies. And I stumbled upon that. It might have been actually a free on-demand movie. I saw it I on TV it. recently, so I bet it's been rotating through the on-demand cycle. Yeah, well, you know, when it's when it's on the uh, the TV rotation, you can just go usually watch it yeah. on demand. Yep. And I watched it, and it was still... It's it's hard for me when I've seen a movie fifty times to watch the whole thing from scratch. So maybe yeah, I finished like eighty percent of it. I tried to do that with blue chips the other night. And I turned it off about an hour in. I are do you, are you, I find it harder when I have to select the movie to like watch the whole thing as opposed to if it's just on TV. I would agree. I don't I, know why. Shawshank Redemption the other day. I watched the whole thing and I I went through commercials. But when I select it, I'll give up on it. But I do think the problem with Top Gun is that the movie came out in nineteen eighty four. And Maverick was just young hotshot. 
Well, it is guy 2019. So if you do the math, that's 94, 2004, 2014. That's 30 years. And we're, we're at 35 years. So even if he, you know, was 25 years old, you're looking – I mean, do the math. You're looking at a 60-year-old fucking badass fighter pilot. Listen, I don't know, like, the – I don't have the demos here on our SEAL Team 6 members here in our Air Force, but that's – I doubt that's happening, right? Well, don't pilot – don't commercial pilots get retired at, like, 63 or something? Yeah. Or maybe 67. Maybe 67. What would you imagine if we had – if oh no! America, Re- mandatory retirement age is sixty. I think. Let's say America oh, had an issue. Sorry, sixty-five. Okay. America had an issue where we had to send in ten of our best F-16s and our fighter pilots, like the LeBron James of our fleet. What would you guess the average age of that group is? Thirty to thirty-five, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Twenty-nine, thirty-one. <laughs> yeah. Like there, there ain't. Maybe there's one dude that's just so great who's like forty, who'd be the equivalent of like. Uh, I don't even know, like a Vince Carter or something still around. But, a lot of experience, grizzled. Yeah, who's been through some hectic firefights that just knows the lay of the land. But the Tom Cruise thing's a little ridiculous. My, now, I'm in. I mean, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. The, the, just the flying scenes look amazing. They look sweet. Like, that might be reason alone to watch it in theaters. I buddy of mine on a thread sent... Senate and I watched it and I said I'm all in. My text was I'm all in even though I don't think there's a plot and his response was what do you want uh, and then he referenced like some awful movie like what do you expect this to be um, what was the football movie uh, with uh, Pacino oh uh, Any Given Sunday yeah he's like what did you expect Any Given Sunday like his bar was Any Given Sunday for an all time great movie <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? Any given Sunday. Turns out he hasn't even watched The Godfather ever. Um, it, it, it but I'm got, all in. I'm all in. What, I love the whole... Can you describe to me what CGI is? I see a lot of people throwing around that term, and I think I know what it is, but I'm not exactly sure. It's just the computer graphic... It's basically to make something look real that's completely fake, right? Yeah, it basically it's like when they put the little dots cartoons. on people, you're in front of a green screen. So it's basically cartoons, but it looks real life. Right, so it's they just, can basically it's just do whatever. whatever. No, I mean it's it's just anything computer generated. So like like you, the, like Lion King CGI, the new one. N- uh, yeah, but I think it really no. I mean Lion King is like all animated, right? I mean I guess but maybe. It, but it's isn't CGI. animated CGI? I think what it. I don't know. I think what it really refers to is like when you watch a baseball movie that's real humans, and you know the stadium's full when they only used five thousand people or like two thousand people. Like that's. I, it's like I for guess stunts. Some, you know, you like, jump off a building and you're falling and falling and falling. Yeah, because someone's like, I'm in. Because it doesn't look like they use any CGI. I'm it's like, like well, yeah, I'm pretty sure Tom Cruise upside down in that fighter jet is not real. But someone told me he's in the fighter jet. Now, obviously, he's well, yeah, I'm sure he's in the fighter plane. jet. But <laughs> <laughs> So, I, I, yeah, I'm in. It, it, it might be strong enough to get me to the theaters. I... Maybe Just not. because of that visual, I'm 50-50. I, I feel like one of my great powers is to watch a preview and go, worth seeing in theaters, not. That movie probably isn't, but the visuals might make it. Because there's a lot and of... Also, and they're going to... roll. It's clear, too, don't you think they're kind of relying on the sweet visuals from the preview? Like, that's a big part of it. But, Tom, I mean, uh, Top Gun, the original, was not, like, that great of a movie. You know, just had a lot of famous people in. 
I mean, it was a good movie, but my point is that the plot was kind of stupid. I mean, it was all like practice. Right, right. That's the, the way other he thing. got Top Gun. Was I was the thinking guy that, John, out. is this the greatest like fighter pilot movie ever that has a- no actual like battles with anybody? Well, they, there wasn't. There wasn't even a real war. Just bogeys. This, yeah, this one I think you could make a fake war. That to me, that's how you take it to the next level. There's a war going on, and Tom's got to go into combat. And I do think. It kind of looked like, I don't know if exactly this is true or not, that remember when Goose went down in the original one and died, mm-hmm. that maybe his son is now Tom's partner, mm. Mavericks. Mm. So like Goose Jr., mm. or maybe they call him like Duck, mm. you know, or, or like the Eagle or something. Mm-hmm. But I don't know who's, you, you got to find like some young up-and-comer to play like the next Val Kilmer to like the guy that wants yeah. Tom's wings. I saw like, John Hamm looks like, the, the John Hamm looks like the flight instructor, right? Oh, John Hamm's in it. Yeah, but Ed I, I don't. So my dad was in the military. I don't think it's physically possible to be a captain for thirty-five years and not get promoted. Like I, I don't. Yeah, I, don't I, I know that uh, Ed Harris. He sounded like he's just like the higher level guy now. That have his the person that he played in The Rock. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> now he went that in one The Rock. Yeah, but but in the end, like he had a true. He had some moral. He had yeah, he had in the end. He did have a code that he. He didn't kill. All the we're people. not here to take out innocent civilians, he but we're standing he, for something, sir. Yeah. Press the button. I, I I mean, for me, The Rock's still a top five all time movie. This podcast is brought to you by mybookiejohn.ag. What do you think of our bets right Promo now, code guy? Ham one. Here's a, you know the great thing about my bookie promo code ham one is that this might be my new strategy once we head into 2000. I like live betting, like when you when you pre bet. So we put some cash on Capcom. Hold on, before you some- before you sorry before you get into that real quick, I'll say podcast also brought to you by boxofawesome.com promo code ham boxofawesome.com promo code ham. I got a ton of stuff yesterday. Guy. I saw that bag is sweet yeah. and uh, legacybox.com slash ham. Legacybox.com slash ham guy, 40% off. So we bet on Kepka. Hell, we got a chance. I, even D- DJ, we got a chance. I got Kisner. I got Ricky. I, I'm still alive. That's all I can ask for. But when you live bet, like right now, you can bet on, let's say, Tommy Fleetwood, who is one behind the leader, and you can get him at five to one odds. This is a guy that's been playing really good golf. Now, you could have got Tommy Fleetwood to start the tournament at 30 to one, but some 30 to one guys suck. Right now, I can going into the weekend. I can pick and choose who I like here, and I, I think that might be the way to bet golf moving forward. Is like John Rom, who is I think at four under. I get him pretty good odds, twelve to one. You know he's only four back. He's right in the mix. Kepka, I can get it five to one. If Kepka birdies a couple tomorrow, guy, and is tied for the lead, like the, his odds will like m- no one on this list odds will flip harder than Brooks if he starts if he's leading or even close to the lead. So and he is close to the lead right now. He's three behind. But you can get him at five to one. Think about that to start the tournament. It's get him to at one. ten to one. Yeah. And now you know he's in the mix. How about you know who's played pretty well this week is Spieth. You know he's thirty five to one right now. You can get him at twelve to one after the, going into the weekend. Mm. JB Holmes, you know, one of the slowest players in the history of golf. He's played good. I'll give, I'll give him that. Hits as, it far. As we're watching here, we're recording this on Friday. Uh, Rory, is Rory going to miss the cut still? Does he have a chance? Is this? Does he need this putt? Big putt roar. Big putt roars. 
What's he at? What is, is it he me at? Or are they taking the the score like yeah. the graphics they're off not, the screen they're, way they're too soon? They're doing a shitty. Jo- they're doing a shitty job of that. Well, okay, so that's birdie birdies. I mean, uh, birdie par birdie. So he's plus two right now. With two. So right play. now, right now the cut is two. So he needs to birdie one of these last two holes. It'd be pretty huge. I, I give Rory a lot. I give Rory a lot of credit, guys. Come on, Roars. I give Rory a lot of credit. Yeah, me I, I, I would have crumbled. The crowd's going nuts. How about the Tiger Phil, John? <laughs> if you wanted to announce an end of an era, you would say uh, the first time the two of them have ever missed a cut. Both of them have missed a cut in the same major. Pretty wild. Tiger might Tiger. need to. All these uh, majors so early, difficult for Tiger. Maybe. Is Phil done? I mean, I, I think his career might be over. He looks. As the a, funny thing is, he's in great shape, isn't he? Well, he just lost 15 pounds for the overnight fast. He looks good. I. Yeah, I mean Tiger looks fantastic. I mean, just can you if you play the mat if you play Augusta well, won't you always kind of be a, just kind of around? You just mean on the tour or just playing Augusta? I yeah, I just mean if you play Augusta well, then we can never totally just write you off as still one of the golfers that we pay attention to. Yeah, I mean it's the one sport where you can. I mean, I guess Tom Brady shits forty two, so like an MVP of the league. But yeah, I mean. Would it shock you if Phil Mickelson or Tiger Woods won a major in their 50s? No. Right? If they got super hot, had the right. But it's the older you get, and as someone who's aging, I can relate. Your body just starts feeling it. And though, I mean, Phil's 49, Tiger's 42, but really, Tiger's, I mean, his body's like a 65 year old. Uh, I, I just think it's hard. You get stiff. I, just this summer, a couple times I play golf, just two days in a row, and you get kind of sore. I, yeah. These guys must. I mean, clearly they have so much money, you know, bring bring physical trainers and people to stretch them out, and, you know, cryotherapy and shit with them. Because I wonder if some of them do ice baths. You, you'd imagine because they they have to get sore. Right. Plus all these. Young, there's the, there's just a bunch of young golfers that are really good. Right. Like think about every day you're watching. You're just like, oh, Cam Smith or Aaron Wise or I mean, Matthew Wolf, it, it, like everybody says he's going to be the truth. Like there's just a lot of guys that the the fields only feel like they get deeper. Well, I think for the first time these last like ten years, golf started to become a little like the other sports. Where what do they always say about football? Like you're either getting better or worse. These young guys are going to replace you, and usually the mid round picks are cheaper than you. So like guys in pro sports, same with baseball. You got these guys coming to the minor leagues, always trying to wally pip you. Basketball is a little different. I mean, once you're good, you kind of just play for 15 years. But the but baseball and football, like, there's always a dude nipping at your heels. Forever, it's like golf. You're a pro guy. You can just chill. Now it's like they, they were talking on Golf Channel before the – like on Wednesday or thir- or on Tuesday. Like Jordan Spieth, some, now he's got exemptions because he's won some majors, but has to be a little careful like the way he's trending to just keep your consistent card on every tournament. He's not – Oh really? He's yeah. That like you can't just suck for years and get in everywhere you want. Like you do have to start playing. Like you can't be a non top hundred golfer right. and just get in every tournament you want to play. Like you have to win or consistently finish in the top five in some of these big that's tournaments. Where, that's where Ricky hasn't won a major. Oh, he's, he's unfaced. Just, yeah, but he's just around everything. Well, same with like DJ. They get top tens all the time, or Roms, or Deschambeaus. Like they're as long as you get top tens like once a month, you're set. Beside win a tournament or something a year. That's why Kepka 
every major, just once you finish either one or two, you're set. Like Kepka's set for like 10 years. We're getting farther and farther away from Jordan's ass kicking time. Yeah. Now, this is a good tournament for him. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood, you mentioned him when we talked about this a few days ago, and I did say I liked him, and he's playing well. But I, I, I love, you know, Brooks, when they asked him, you, you texted me about it, and I just happened to see his interview with Sansi, and you said you saw him do his press conference. Where his, and you, you mentioned this at the beginning of the week, that his caddy knows this course really well, and he's just telling him where to hit it, and Brooks is like, yeah, it's just easy. Yeah. He just tells him where to hit it, and I hit it there. Guy, I feel good about both Dustin and Brooks right now. Our bets: JB Holmes in the lead, and then you got Fleetwood and Lee Westwood guys that have crumbled before on the weekend. Like to me, I you're right. We're right in the mix. Like I, I couldn't ask for just a better shot. I mean, you'd like to be in first or whatever, but shit, anything can happen. Like to have bet a little more on Brooks. What I would have liked to do, what I would have liked to do is probably put a little on Fleetwood too. I I, I might have put a little side cash on Tiger just because I I never want Tiger to win again and not be a part of it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I only put fifty. I only put fifty bucks, so you know, no big deal. I also got Ricky. I you know he's he's sleeping right now. He's three under par. Yeah, that's good. He, I did uh, tell you I didn't like that one. So, but I, it's hard for me not to root for Ricky. I'm excited for the weekend. Yeah. Me too. Oh, Rory. Yeah, he's fucked. Ah. That might have been it. We'll see uh, We'll see later in this podcast if that was it or not. John, let's take a moment to tell the people about Box of Awesome from Bespoke Post. We just got our first Box of Awesome, and it's pretty awesome. And it's really easy. Just go to boxofawesome.com and use the promo code HAM. And while you're grinding away at the office or hanging out with friends, whatever you're doing, Box of Awesome is upgrading your style, upgrading your apartment, just upgrading your general game. Here's the thing, guy. I'm telling you. Go to boxofawesome.com and check it out. We did. They told us, hey, go pick out some stuff. Got a bag delivered to my house. It's pretty sweet. Like Each a box bag, goes, right? Like a, yeah. a, a I mean, army leather like, green. You just wear, if you're going on like a little, uh, little overnight trip, you I just like look it. like a badass. Each box guy goes for $150 but has more than $70 worth of unique gear. From barrel aging kits to limited edition cigars, weekend bags like the ones we got, classy drop kits, uh, it just it has it all. Essential goods, guidance for the modern man, guy for the modern man. Twenty percent off, guy. Your first subscription box. Just go to boxofawesome.com. Promo code, you know it. Ham. Yeah, sometimes it's a shirt from like a brand that you wouldn't find at a normal place where you shop. First uh, of every month, the first of every month, you'll get an email with the details of the box. Then you've got five days to change colors or sizes or add something. If you're not feeling the box that month, you can just skip it. So there's all kinds of options. Like John said, 20% off the first subscription box. Just go there. You'll see a bunch of cool-ass stuff. Boxofawesome.com. Promo code HAM at checkout for 20% off your fo- your first box. Bespoke post themes. Boxes for guys that give a damn. Boxofawesome.com. Yep. Woo! What else is going on? Well, we've mentioned the Giants. I guess there's a few things. There's there's just some rules issues. Let's start there because Aaron Boone went off on Brennan, and then the Giants went 16 innings, and you want you want to put a runner at second base uh, in the 11th. So, And that's something that they have started testing, extra innings. But we'll get to Aaron Boone in a second. Go ahead and make your, your case for the Giants game last night since I went to bed in the 5th. Although I did wake up on Friday and, and watch the condensed version of the game. Well, here's the thing, guy. 
part of this, this is all entertainment, sports. But it's also big business and there's a lot of money on the line. When you look at football and basketball, if you look at – we got three major sports. I, I look at – we got four, but I consider golf. But let's just go three major sports, football, basketball, baseball. They've always been like the big three. Basketball and football are constantly being progressive with stuff. You know, rules. We have concussion problems. We change hitting. People don't like the overtime rule. We'll adapt and change it. Basketball, added replay, two-minute reports. There's always trying stuff. Baseball clearly is the is the sport consistently most anti-change, right? Because they're old guard. They like it the way it is, even though society has changed dramatically. And I think the reason you and I like basketball the most is when you're consuming a game – because a college game, you're in it for an hour and an hour 45. An NBA game, sneaky, not that much longer. Football is like a three-hour window, but really they could play it much faster. They just choose it's a TV product. Like they, they could bang out a football game in two and a half hours if they want to do, but they stretch it out, especially NFL where the, where the clock doesn't stop at first down. That's part of the reason college football games last so long is the clock stops a lot. In the NFL, it's more just like advertisements, which – as a businessman, I understand. you got to pay the bills. But, like, the pace of play, which something, as you've always said, baseball, the sport is always going to be a little slower, just the nature of the sport, though they've tried stuff. Well, last night the game was almost five hours long. And back in the day when baseball was really popular, the games were pretty short. Like, they were two to two and a half hours. They moved fast because there wasn't much fucking around. So, yeah, people's attention spans were longer in the 60s, but you also didn't go to a baseball game, and you weren't there for six hours. The game was, at most, two and a half hours. It was fast. And this one is just so easy. Like, one thing we talk about in sports, especially with, like, football, one thing with overtime, right, one of the pushbacks, why they don't just maybe go double overtime. Because if the game's tied after one overtime in the NFL, it's a tie. And one of its safety reasons, your guys get tired. Well, in baseball... And I stayed up through about 14 innings. It was just like both teams were using a lot of pitchers. You're leveraging yourself in positions. And unlike basketball and football, you don't get a day off tomorrow. You, in the sport, you just keep playing. So there's health issues. And we, we've seen the thing with Tommy Johns. And just why, why would you not just – like you could end the game. You could just put – or potentially end the game, give people advantage, and it's equal. Both teams get it. Just put a guy at second base. Just it, To me, it's just kind of a BP fastball. And, 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 like, just try it out. Just see how it works. Now, we know that the Habermans and the Krukos <laughs> and the those types will freak the fuck out. I, I don't really care because no sport should be more open to just trying things as the trend for just interest and eyeballs is kind of diminishing. Now, I'm not saying that's the end-all, be-all and going to save the sport. I'm not on that ledge. But I just think this one – it's just kind of an easy one, and it, it's not fixing the pace of the of the, you know, the game because the majority of games are not going to extra innings. I, I get that, but I, why would why, why would we be opposed to change? I, I don't well, get so, on this one. So uh, I'm not generally opposed to change. I think this solves a problem that doesn't exist. Um, I think baseball's issue is the amount of time that it p- takes to play most of the games and the pace that those games take. I don't think baseball's issue is 16 inning games. Um, like, if you go to bed in the 11th, 
that's a win. We had you watch for three hours, three and a half hours, however long that was. Baseball already won. Um, so I don't think it's costing baseball money. I don't think people not watching all 16 innings, people leaving the stadium after the 11th, I don't think that costs any anybody. Um, I don't think that uh, that people don't watch the sport because it might go 16 innings. I think what keeps people away is, A, the difficulty to be a fan of the sport versus being a fan of an individual team because of just the number of games that are played. And um, like I said, I think this solves a problem that doesn't exist. Like, we'll get to Aaron Boone. I'm for, I have come around, I'm for robo-ops, and I've changed my mind on that. But I'm for using the computer to call the balls and strikes. But I'm not for putting a runner at second base and uh, in the 11th inning. And one of the reasons I'm not for putting a runner at second base in the 11th inning is unlike you know college football overtime, I don't think that we have a real health issue in the 7th OT. I don't think the game changes fundamentally in the 7th OT when like defenses can't stop anybody. Not that we have that many 7th OT games. Um, but I think that uh, – I think – that a lot of times we try just as humans, one of our problems is we try to over manipulate things. And one of the great things baseball has, one of the unique things baseball has is that when you get into extra innings or just at any time, because there's not a clock, you can just have on rare occasions, some really crazy, unique stuff happen. And I think when we try to over manipulate things, we eliminate um, some of the crazy, unique stuff that can happen. Now, you could argue, look, you put runners at second base, you'll still have a 16-inning game every once in a while. Um, but like I said, I think you're, you're solving a problem that isn't a problem. I don't think it's costing I, baseball money. I don't think it's turning off viewers in terms of like making people angry that they don't come back to the sport. I don't think it hurts the players long-term. Even short-term, I know the studies have shown that the runs that get scored the day after a team plays a 12-inning game it's it's a marginal difference. So the bullpens aren't falling apart. The offenses aren't falling apart. Um, and uh, I think when you put a runner at second base, you you really fundamentally change the game, especially late in the game. Part of the challenge of the sport, like the basic challenge of the sport, is getting on base. That's half the battle. Here's where I would disagree a little bit. You said it doesn't hurt the business of the sport. Yeah. Well, part of the business of any sport is just people get interested when they see like the drama in a sport. You're like, I want to be part of that the next time. And typically to me, drama happens when Dame Lillard hits a walk-off shot, a game-winning shot, when you know someone kicks a game-winning field goal in overtime. Like a lot of stuff, crazy shit happens at the end of games, right? What's what's the definitive thing when you think of March Madness? You know, walk-off crazy shots with limited time left. Great uh, great shots. Right in golf tournaments, like to win majors on Sunday, you don't really remember shit that happens on Thursday or Friday. You remember the end. Well, last night in this this one of the biggest marquee teams in their sport, the Giants, that are now roaring back, and I mean just incredible run. Oh, don't build up the drama. Just just make your point. <laughs> but no don't one make gets it more to than see it was. The great part about the end of the game because we're all fucking asleep. I mean that's part, the drama is like we like to watch the drama, and you don't get to watch that when you go to 12, 13, because people, humans have to go to bed, even though they will because they like the sport and they like live TV and they like live sporting events. We'll give you some of their time. Like I would imagine there were a lot of people like, I'm going to try to power this out, and then it starts hitting you. I got no goddamn clue when this thing's going to end. None. So you think people didn't? 
go to the game in the 10th inning because they thought it was going to go 16? Didn't go like, to the game. I don't buy that. Well, you're saying if you had a runner at second base, then people would start coming like on from no, their I'm couch. Talking about people, I'm talking about people watching. Yeah, yeah. From their couch would change the channel. They would come to that game on TV because there's a runner at second. The game's about to end. But because there's not a runner at second base, people who were still watching TV at that time didn't flip that game on? I think the likelihood Like that was still dry. No, I think the likelihood of a guy in the 11th inning, if there's a runner on second base, you start thinking, like, this thing's going to end. I don't want to miss it. Where you think when they go one, two, three, you're like, God damn, they're never going to get a hit. I, I, I can't. I don't know when this thing's going to I'm out. See, I don't and that's like to me like again. I don't, but, but again, if I had you, if I had you too, so you didn't, you just didn't even choose to tune in the 11th inning if you're that guy last night. Well, 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 if you're the guy that is, would turn the game on in the 11th why, inning, why, with why wouldn't you second be base, open to the change though? My, my question is why, when everything is changing, all, and everything's losing, but, but, but again, I, I'm open to change. I don't, I think this fundamental getting the runner on base is part of the sport, like so you're. You're, you're fundamentally changing the sport when you put a runner on second base. Like part of the challenge is getting on base. But that's part. But again, like this in is the like NFL, to me, it's just the, cheap. The, the NFL, for example, the rules are manipulated a little bit. Like they only get the like you don't get the ball back if you score a touchdown, not a field goal. Like that's a fake rule. Like they just manipulated that, right? Like in an overtime situation in in the NFL, if you score a touchdown, you walk off, you win it. If right. you kick a field goal, then you got to kick off and right. give them a shot. Yeah, Think but, about but this, a, is a clock, a, this is a clock-based sport that really wants to end its game in large part because of player safety. But, but there is some player safety here. You just arms no, and Tommy really. Johns. No, that's not. this is not a player safety issue. That's a stretch. I mean, that guy, there are countless uh, arms getting torn now, more than it's ever. Not because of, that's, it's not because of 16-inning games. It has nothing to do with but 16 be, But it is because of wear and tear. And, I mean, that's nah. been proven. Yeah, I mean it's for a variety of reasons, but sixteen inning games have nothing to do. It's come on, these are that's a stretch. But let's call it what it is. We don't give a shit about the elbow, but if it was the head, we would be talking about it differently. But it's the elbow, so no one cares, and the elbows are getting ripped multiple every year. I mean, no, I think baseball cares about elbows. A and B, yes, heads are different than elbows, and C, elbows are not part of. That's not a big issue with six. That's not part of the issue with sixteen inning games. So that's a stretch. And again, I'm open to change. I'm for robo umps, but like I said, I think we over. But to me, I'd argue we robo umps. I mean, not even really a change. It's a no brainer. Well, no, but it is you a know, change. So it's you can't dismiss that as a change because it is a change, and it's one that the game has resisted. So it's a change. Well, like yesterday when Aaron Boone. Flipped. No, no, but hold on though. So don't say you hate change, but but and the change you do want doesn't count as change, even though it's actually change. So I'm open to change. I just like I said, I think. The beauty of the sport is on the rare occasions that you get a game where teams really ha- – it becomes just like this whole other thing. There's a beauty in it, and I think we over-manipulate a lot of things because we think we can control it. When people say it's a script you wouldn't write, we're trying to write every script, manipulate every script. And I disagree that there's a business loss in it um, because, like I said, I think baseball is one of baseball's biggest issues is just the fundamental – the number of teams, the number of games, it's hard to build national teams because everyone only watches their own team. So, but that, but it, but that used to be, but that didn't used to be the case. So, as society changed, no, it didn't and, used to be the case because your local team, you, the, you just your local team wasn't on TV 162 games. But you still saw them way more. You did, but I'm just saying, like the big, you just saw the big brands. I think your average fan was consumed with everything a little more. I would agree, but I, I'd also say why 
like part of this is just adding a little fun, and isn't that ultimately the point of this? Like just to add a little entertainment slash fun to the whole thing. Yeah, but my point is sixteen inning. Like we disagree then on fun. Like I think a sixteen inning game, again, doesn't happen that much. First of all, so I think you're solving a problem that doesn't exist. And on the rare occasion that it doesn't, but I'm does not happen. even I'm not even necessarily trying to solve a problem. I'm just doing it to add a little entertainment value. Just like the NFL, they're always open minded for entertainment value on overtimes. The NBA does a pretty good job of that. Baseball, we'd all agree, is the one sport that the moment they hear change, they fucking scream. They, and it, they they remind me of like the conservative party in the South. They just will not change. It's like guys, let's be a little more open minded here on uh, on abortion. You know, let's just let's just come yeah, on. Yeah, I, I, I think breath. that sounds good, but that's like, but I, but I'll, that's a fact. I mean, that's okay. I mean, but just, it doesn't matter. But that's irrelevant here. Uh, again, I think you you cheat the sport, this sport, when you try to eliminate something that is rare already. And uh, is just different than anything any other sport has. But that's where I get back to, like the NFL overtime. Is NFL overtime games are relatively rare, right? I would imagine if, on average, the last ten years, again, this is completely off the top of my head, my guess would be four a year. Does that seem low or high? I don't know. What do you think? It feels like it's been even more recently, but yeah, it does feel like there, rare there's definitely rare. been. There's definitely been, and one thing I think they wanted to avoid, right, are ties. There was a stretch of like four years where it felt like there were several ties a year, and they wanted out of the tie business, which is smart. You just it just becomes a weird tiebreaker. Uh, so they were just open minded to stuff, and again, this it's something that's rare, like just like a, a long. But like I uh, said, I, I think that's I think there is a large player safety issue there, much larger than I mean. It's not. Yeah, really to me, my my, my 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 thinking about the and I, you could even convince me in the 10th inning once extra innings start you just start putting a guy on second base try to end this thing is that it's safety is not my reasoning for this my more is entertainment value uh just something fun just, just try a new curveball and, and why would you not like it's just like netflix is making a ton of money yesterday they got crushed things are still pretty good like they're still cashing in but they kind of have to change like that yeah I'm all for, but john again i'm for change like i said this is not baseball like the extra, the, the long game, the I, long I, games I, past I, nine not, innings I'm are not you. baseball's problem. I, I'm I'm with you. The, this the extra inning. This is, but this is an, to me an, an easier one to change than the fundamental changes that I think you hear a lot of people crying about pace of play and that stuff like that is harder to change. This one you could argue is just kind of an easy one, and you don't even notice that much. How many extra inning games are there a year in baseball? Fifty total of 162 times 30, whatever the number of games actually is. I, I, I've, to me, the walk-off win in the tenth inning, when you score the runner from second, there's just a joy in that. There's a joy in the sixteen inning game being won that you don't get from the ten inning game being won because at a runner was at second base. Yeah, at three in the morning. Um, like I said, because it's so counter to the way everything else is done, and. I think there is just such an over manipulation of, uh, you know, controlling yeah, I mean, just, every aspect of life um, instead of letting letting the unpredictable happen. And I don't, I to me, there is not the drawback. You're not the sport isn't hurt by this. Yeah, I I would disagree with you a little bit from the sense that like sports are the unpredictability. That's what makes them great. Is like that's we're just naturally watching it, but we don't have an unlimited amount of time here. And that's part of why people in basketball. Yeah, but, but again, this is my. I go back to the premise that not staying for all sixteen innings is baseball is built that that's okay. 
it's okay if you don't stay for all 16 innings. That's part of what I love about the sport is it's it's 2 a.m. Yeah, but well, I, I just say you you're watch. a big outlier on just the, the pace and the time. Like No, no, but I'm not people. an outlier on the pace. I'm not. I, baseball has to speed up the game. I, every time a guy puts one foot out of the box, get in the goddamn box. And I don't care about your walkout song. And I don't care about how much time it takes you to come warm up. And I don't need all these visits. When I, when I say an outlier, I just mean someone that's very loyal to the sport and still consumes a lot of the sport. A lot of people our age have left. Just, okay, just, but, and but I, again, I, and it I'm has not nothing to do with the 16th them back inning. Necessarily, but at least, but again, we're, we're, I'm, just, I'm just looking for I, – I, I am throwing in a tangible change, not like, you know, you got to get your foot back in the box, which that shit clearly doesn't work, you know. No, but I mean, it, I, I'm but just it has to. something tangible. It has to. Yeah, I, but, I just, but it, it doesn't really because no one listens. No, they no. I, I would say because they're allowed to take a foot out after a foul ball. But to me, the pitchers take a the pitchers that take a long time is killer. They they put clocks on the field. Like let's not act like that's not a big change that has occurred, because it was something that was resisted for a long time. And I know it doesn't whatever it doesn't fire anybody I just else. Think this would be an easy one that might gain a little positive momentum in pub. Yeah, it might get you some pub, but I think it's superficial. But I mean, pub, but just kind of peeking in, like this is kind of cool. Not super, like games change, sports change. Like this but baseball is going to have to change. Or well, I just- agree. I agree. And it, let's not. My point is, you say baseball doesn't want to change, and I agree with you. It's resisted change for a long time, but let's not pretend like there hasn't been change. And the eleventh inning is at ten thirty Pacific time at night. So, you know, the idea that someone's sitting around on their couch at ten thirty looking for a baseball game that they will click on with a runner at second and they won't without. I think that's pretty marginal. See, but my, my thing is, even though I think keeping, it's a good argument, keeping the eyeball. Cause that guy's turning off the TV and leaving. He might stay. That's more my argument than a guy coming. Cause he ain't coming. Well, he might stay cause the game is going to end. So the game, yeah, ends in the, so the game ends in the 11th when he turned it or on. The and now I, let's, turns let's the, even say put him on. In the and 10th. now he turns the TV off instead of, I mean, if we really want to talk about eyeballs, like, what if he stays till the 13th? Isn't that a win? Instead of the game ending in the 11th, he stayed two more innings. Then he went to bed. The game wasn't over, but he watched three innings instead of one. Yeah, but we know more than likely the guy's turning off the TV. So you might as well give him the chance to end the game and well, be so more saying, what, Turning it off when? In the 11th? Because it didn't end? Yeah, whenever the, the, game, the, game, the game ends in the 10th because there's a runner on second. Right, right, right. But you're saying he's turning off the TV, and I'm saying when? If there's not a runner at second, when is he turning off the TV? He's probably going to bed like most normal people. When, though? At 10.30. Yeah, right then. Like in the 10th, if no one scores here, I'm going to bed. So if he scores, at least he gets to be entertained. He gets to see the end, the most important part of the game, and he got to finish the game that he watched. And what does that get? But he he flipped on the game either way, and he went to bed at the same time. Yeah, but he got to – But part of it is like I get to see the end of the game. I don't even get to see the end of the game. Like that sucks. That's a bad product. That's no, a problem. I mean, like you don't get I don't see think, the end of the game. I, That's the problem. No, it's that sounds like a good problem, but I don't think it is a problem for baseball. No, it is a problem when Why? I don't when I watch the whole fucking game and I don't get to see the end of it. Like that's I know you hate you hate that, but does that keep yeah, you I mean, from watching today? Like, that's why I'm less likely to watch a lot of the shit. I don't ever get to watch the end of something. Uh, but you're not less likely. That's my point. Is it's that's a great argument. But but I am. I don't I've never think watched you... less baseball than I have the last couple of years. It's too fucking slow. No, it's because the Giants have been bad. Well, that too, but it was like that's why game. you've watched less baseball. It's not because the games in the 16th inning don't put a run, didn't end in the 11th. But even when they're good, like I'll, I pay a, t- a little more attention. But it's like God, let's pick up the pace here a little bit. I, I think you Again, make you, a great you, argument, and it sounds like good. But I, I, I think you you just got to adapt to them because eventually the people that are 60 in 10, 20 young years people are aren't be dead. watching TV. 
Well, the, 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 I'm They're watching the highlights the next day. Change, and of course, everyone in baseball always wants to poo-poo it because that's no, always their first reaction. No, but again, the stuff that's happening at 1045 at night on television is not the stuff that makes or breaks. Yeah, but you. again, I'm not saying this is a make or break one. I'm just saying this is an easy one to implement. Yeah, it's an easy one that solves a problem that I don't think actually exists. And it does rob you of the, the few rare moments in baseball that are so unique. Y- y- that seven people saw. No, but it's not seven, and that's okay if it's not 35,000 people in the stadium. Yeah, I, I just think that baseball's inability to be open-minded is going to be a huge part of their downfall. But luckily, I mean, at least they're open to conversations. Well, no, they're not open to conversations. Uh, They've made changes. They've implemented yeah. But I, mean, I, I But I mean, like, I think they were too slow to do it, particularly with, they were too slow to do it, particularly with the pace. And I'm open to change, but this change I don't, I do not like. And um, like I said, I think it's part of the over manipulation of the sport of 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 this sport. It's the same to me. It's the same thing with officiating. Like, you know, we debate how important getting it right is, and all the money of gambling and all that shit. Um, but ultimately, uh, I don't think it's been good for watching sports. And it's why I'm in favor of the balls and stri- like. Roboump, like that one is so easy. Just like tennis is a great example. The officials still matter in tennis, and the umpires will still matter in baseball. But Brennan, by the way, Mister, oh, we got to go young with all the all the officials. Look at the young guys shit their pants when somebody starts yelling in their face. Can't control a baseball game. Brennan getting screamed at by Eric. You know what I loved about that video? Not to change the subject, but fuck, Ricky just missed a putt. I know. Uh, what did you love about the video? Well, many things. One, that I felt like Aaron Boone like really was rooting for Brennan to get his shit together. Well, because I, I think he had a comment guy, and I've never related more to Aaron Boone. And he's one of those guys that I hated last year, mainly because, one, I bet against him in the A's game. And Billy did the opener and screwed me. And that guy shit the bed. And then I bet on him against the Red Sox, and he was terrible. But... It's like he's clearly pretty high level. Like all the I know Coward loves him. Like the people at ESPN that were around him always had high yeah. like they think really highly of him. Right. And you know you know people that have been around him, he's highly thought of. And that was just he's done a good job with the Yankees. Not an easy job. They've kicked especially this year, they've had a bunch of injuries. Before he went on his fucking savages rant, and that to me is more just like so your players know. Like I bet his thing with his players, like, this guy's gonna go through a wall for us. But his point was like, you gotta be fucking better. And that's so right. Like, this this is not acceptable. It's one thing to, like, a ball right on the corner. You know, there were some calls outside in the Giants game. It was just, it's really hard pitch. And even Krook's like, yeah, it's a pitcher strike. You, you see both sides. There are ones that are, I mean, a mile away. And it might have been Brett Gardner or it might have been whoever was in there. Like, what is going on? This is ridiculous. And, and bottom line, guy, there is too much on the line. There's jobs on the line. There's money on the line. There's gambling on the line. People are paying a premium to see these games, and it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's just—it's not see, even I, close. That, that to me is such an overcomplication of the issue. Uh, jobs on the line. Like, no, can we make the sport? Can 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 this most basic part of the sport be solved really easily? Since technology allows for everybody but the umpire to know what's right and wrong. Like. But There's there are all, legitimately jobs on the line. Of course, there always will be. But that's part of the that's part of the deal when you sign up to be in sports is that things might happen that are out of your control that affect your job. Completely agree. But in 2019 and moving forward, we've never had more ability to make it like 
make less things out of your control. Like people are going to get injured for sure. Uh, you know, crazy shit's going to happen. Uh, like, you know, a tornado hits the arena you were going to play in. Like last year, the Mexico City game. Like weird shit happens and you got to adapt. I, I, I'll never argue that type of stuff. But like if there's a blatant a call that you miss in baseball, basketball, or football that is just so egregious. And we now – and I think this is what the Belichicks and all the – we've never had more technology that we can't just get it right. And we like – Yeah. You know, I think the argument is like – in football, when you run out of challenges, but there's something that's just like, oh, my God, you know, this is crazy. And in baseball, which it, I, I was a Little League ump when we were in high school, and I remember blowing a call. Like, it is kind of hard. Now, there's more expected of you at the major league level for sure, but still, these guys are pumping 99. It's difficult. But – it's like when they are just egregious strike calls. You're like, what the fuck? Well, also, I mean, it would take, take – pre- oh, sorry. I, I feel like I didn't let you finish – we didn't finish the extra innings thing. Here, The final thing I'll say about that. But again, I, your opinion is your opinion. My, no, no, no. That? But this is the final thing I'm going to say. is I To me, it's – the part that offends me is baseball hates change, which I don't disagree with that. I agree with that. Baseball has hated change. But that you – to me, baseball hates change is not the trump card for – every change that someone that you want that I don't like just because I don't like that particular change doesn't mean it falls under the category of you halt, you hate all change. That's my, but here, that, here, that was here, the last thing I want here's to say. What I, here's what I know more than likely. Would you agree that this is probably going to happen in the next five years? Decent chance. Uh, yeah, chance? I think they're, I think they've tested it in some of the, like the Atlantic league and stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like if one off season, the baseball just goes starting this year, let's just say the 10th. Start the first extra inning. We're going to start a runner on second base. Yeah, but I would applaud, and you would hate. That's yeah, just, I that's, I would think you know what I would th- I wouldn't even hate because um, I do understand. That's the part is we're arguing about it. I do get it, and I think your argument that um, I, I do see how it is exciting. It's definitely exciting. I don't deny that. That's all I, I'm looking for, guys. No, no, I, I understand. But like I said, I think it's solving a problem that doesn't exist, but whatever. Um, I wouldn't hate it in the sense that like, I would be like, this is stupid. I just don't like it. And I think it would be sad. I think it would be sad. Because, because you feel like Bob Costas a little bit. I know. But I, because I, I think a lot of things in 2019, a lot of decisions get made like I, like based on... Um, I think a lot of the like the gray area and beauty in life gets lost in some of these decisions that are so bottom line based. And I understand why they are. It's a battle for survival. But, you know, like the argument. Because there's never been more money in the line in anything. Yeah, and there's never been more competition. I get all that. Um, you know. But to me, what cracks me up is like the, the NFL's ratings are down for X, Y, or Z. They've got to they've fix it. Or they'll die. It's like, yeah, and the they're still one of the best businesses. They're still making money hand over fist. Um, but but do you, do everything you is about maxi- everything has become about maximizing every pulling every ounce out of every dollar you can get. Which I get, it's business. But I think you there are some of the great moments in in baseball have come in the sixteenth inning, and you know it's part well, of what makes I, the sport I, special. I would I would agree there that I and I talked about this in the 3 and out podcast. Did did I send you that thing to Fangio on talking about training camps and how he didn't realize but a lot of teams no longer have open training camps 
and the Broncos mm. still do. No. Like half the teams in the NFL now do not have open training camps anymore for fans. And he's just like, you know, he's like, I'm kind of bothered by that because he was like, I got my start in the NFL with the Saints in like the mid 80s. And he's like, the reason people had to go away to training camps wasn't necessarily even for the fans. It was because rosters were bigger, right, during a training camp. And a lot of our facilities, like, we didn't have cafeterias and shit. We had, like, order food during the season for everyone. So we weren't really equipped to have these double days at our facility. So it was more out of need. But with that need, one of the indirect impacts was fans got to watch because we just had all this space and it was an right. easy one for the teams. And he's like, I'll never forget all those years seeing a little kid getting to meet a player. Just the look on that kid's eye or even meet a coach. Like that, you, 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 not, you get a fan for life as a league. And he's like, I know that you can't quantify that and it, marketing slogans make way more money and all that bullshit. But he's like, that stuff still should matter. And he's like, with all the money, that gets lost. Yeah. And it's true. And I do think there are elements, and it's why I'm always hard on NBA players when they talk shit about the fans. Like, you guys realize how expensive it is to come to these fucking games? My first ever, I mean, I went to a handful of Kings games in my life, and I lived 20 minutes away from Arco Arena for 18 years. I never went to an NFL game until I worked in the NFL. So I, I agree going to these games is a big issue, is a big deal and getting to meet a player, and it's a little different than the change. But you got to be cognizant, I think, of always the way the fan who pays for all this shit, literally everything, even what we do, people. They, they, like the NFL is able to make all this money because they are a distribution hub to people, right? That's where all the cash comes from. That's why everyone wants to get involved with an NFL team. If me and you ran a business, Haberman and Middlecoffs, we were the number one, I don't know, cup supplier. We'd want to be involved. We'd want to be the official thing of the Niners or the Giants, right? Why? Because that brand resonates with humans and they distribute us to humans. So I, I just think that humans also change, though. And that's my thing with baseball is the human has dramatically changed. And I'm with you. We manipulate everything. I spend too much time on my phone. I cognitively think about that. Well, we're not we're not topic. process. We are result oriented, not process. Meaning, the faster we get this thing over, the better. As opposed to we're here for a while, we're here to watch it. Like let's watch it, right? Yeah, but but I'd also say that's never changed. Like in the history of society, you never slow down. You always just go the other way, right? Like you can already tell. Now we're on facial recognition and all. Like it's right. The, but that but my point is like baseball is the like a sports are the relaxation. And we're just trying to get them over as quick as possible, because but I it's wouldn't more, say trying to get them over. There's just there's, there's more about like I just need I got I got I gambled on it. Who won it? I got my fantasy league. Did I get my points or not? But that is the way the consumer is now. Yeah, but it's part of that's bullshit. Like that's my point. Is like bullshit for you, not no 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 me. no no bad for li- like part of that's bad for life. That, who's to say that? M- you know me. In that I think studies show it. Like we we don't. You know the old like the old saying. It still applies, John. Stop and smell the roses. Um, but we're not about. We'd rather, you know. I don't. It's. I'm not saying that. I don't actually mean I'm the one to say it. But I'm just saying, if we don't want like, maybe we don't like sports anymore. Like to this degree, maybe we just we we want competition, but we just we want it like on our schedule. Which, okay, but now we've fundamentally changed everything because we're so busy. How are we so busy? I thought everything we get everything done faster, but now we're busier? But I, but I think p- part of it is, though, 
like four, there's a big difference between and you know a two two hours two hours twenty minutes oh, yeah, and no, four there's, hours. There's no doubt. That, 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 that to me is like of we'd course. all agree. That like there's a reason go, movies are all the same time. But I'll go back. Well, you'd it. argue they've gotten shorter recently, right? I, They're not as long anymore. I'll go back to it. I think 16 innings entertains somebody who wants to go for 16, and the person who doesn't want to go for 16, that's okay. It doesn't happen enough that it injures their enjoyment of the sport. But, but maybe baseball guys, is just not. Maybe baseball is just not made for the modern era. Well, it's not. But even if you love it, like if if you and I had gone to the game, well, you got a radio show that starts at 7 a.m. that. It, if you had gone to the game last night and go to bed at four thirty in the afternoon, you still would have left at nine, right? Yeah, you just that's, most and, people and, have I, and to top. me that's okay. That's okay. Baseball to me is oh, baseball is about just one hundred and sixty-two games and not necessarily all one sixty-two, but just being a part of the weird stuff that happens when what you want to happen doesn't. And occur. again, I'm not, I it know it's not script. apples to apples. But can you imagine if you had Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, Lacob, and Ballmer in a room and said, you know, sometimes people are just going to take off, even in tight, sweet games. Like, they're driving at the floor. And I get it's not apples to apples. Sports are different. But it's just that sh- it shouldn't be okay. See, I, and so who are you to say that, that it shouldn't be okay? Well, that's that to be game... back to me. Like, who are you to say that, like, our society should slow down? No, I'd I'm say, not really I'm even like, – and I'm not. I'm not one to say it. I'm just saying I think – um we we want to hurry up and get stuff over with a lot and i don't i don't think that's a good thing and i think baseball is beautifully unique in that way but whatever it's to go back to your point what the, the original thing you said what would happen in 5 years if they change it i'm not going i'm not going to kick and scream about it like i get it whatever but i'll be sad that there were if you had to if you had to guess do you think it gets implemented relatively soon yeah i think it probably does Five years kind of feels long at when I say it. Yeah, I think it probably would happen before that. Um, and I think it's too bad. I think we're losing something that I don't think it really solves an issue. And I think it takes some something that was unique that happened occasionally away. But, and, and again, I, I'd say we're all, as humans, we're all sucker for things that we like. Like you can sit there and watch a nine inning baseball game every pitch. I can too. But I, I also can like sit and watch Every round of a PGA tournament, most people can't. Like, but that person might be able to sit there on a Saturday afternoon and just sit in front of a book for four hours. And I, I can't do that anymore. Like, I, 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 there's certain just things we're all wired a little differently, right? But I'd say the one thing that most of us can relate to in 2019 is the pace, of, like the a finite ending, and know that going in does impact us a little more than maybe it used to 20 years ago. Right or wrong? Just a fact of the way we think about shit. Yeah, yeah, it helps because what's the first thing you do when you rent a movie? Like, especially if it's, if especially it's on a weekday, and it's like seven o'clock. Let's say it's eight o'clock, and you would be okay staying up to ten, but you're like, I'm not gonna stay up to like ten forty-five. So you wouldn't mess with like a two and a half hour movie. You'd like like an hour and a half movie, right? Like a finite ending when you for entertainment does impact the way you do things. Uh, yeah, for most things. But again, I baseball. Don't you look at the time of a movie when you're going to rent? Yeah, but I look it? at a movie differently than I look at a baseball game. Yeah, I, I think most people kind of view it the casual guy. I also don't start a movie at six forty-five. Probably would you know you don't start a movie usually till like nine, eight. 
but you might on a weekday, right? If you guys are like doing yeah, something like seven. you would, yeah. You wouldn't start a movie at nine. I've always thought like the seven fifteen stuff is too late. But I mean, basketball starts games at seven forty five on a Thursday night. It's, I think it's, I think it's not. Oh, Kisner just missed a putt. Yeah, he's not going to be. Uh, no wonder he had such long odds. Like I said, I'm not fighting it. I'm just, uh, uh, I I think in some ways it sucks that you lose something because ah, I don't have time for this anymore. And so you lose something that didn't really happen that much anyway and created some unique, unique and, opportunities. And, and guy, I'm not disagreeing that you're not onto something that society, it's a little warped right now, but I just know the history of humans. There's no, yeah, going I back. don't think it's going back. I don't think it's going back, but I, I hate to see everything change just because, boy, that sounds really old. Uh, I hate to see everything change just because that's the way people yeah, want I mean, it. You do sound, you do sound old on this one a little bit. Yeah, but, I would feel worse about it if I um, if I hated all the change, but I don't. I just think it part of the challenge of the sports getting on base, and uh, I don't think less people are. I don't think this is baseball's issue. I'd love for them to get to the eleventh inning faster if they have See, to get I, to the eleventh inning. I'm but they don't the, go I to don't, the eleventh inning. They don't do it. It doesn't happen that much. I don't. I, I don't think it's a major. Just it's an easy one. It's kind of a BP fastball to me that doesn't impact anyone that much. So if it doesn't impact it makes anyone that smarter. much, then it's just you're just pandering to the lowest common denominator. Why well, do they need a little? They need a little pandering. And I think there's a lot of other ways to pander than some. The guy that the, the, the guy's not watching the eleventh inning. The guy that doesn't care. The kids are in bed already. If it's about the kids. Well, it's not, you know it's not really about let the kids play, right? Because they don't truly believe that quite yet. Uh, what do you the, mean? the people inside baseball, I, I think the management does. Like, well, that's the irony. Is like, I think people throwing at each other is good for the sport, but people hate that. You can't do that anymore. Like, it that creates the animosity, but like, can't do that. That's dumb. I think and of the course problem you can't. Is, you can't have somebody get hurt like a good player. I, see, to me, if it was like, yeah, like I'd shorten the season. Well, to me, throwing high and tight part of the game. When you get thrown at because you pimped a home run, it's, it's kind of stupid, right? Yeah, on one hand, but like I do think that creates emotion that people want out of the sport. Like I'd shorten the I, season before, like I'd I'd take the season down. Well, it's like, could you get mad at someone? Steph Curry hits back to back threes and is fucking hot dogging in front of your bench. Like 20, 30 years ago, dude would have taken him out. Now, if he got taken out, everyone would be like, "That's a low goddamn blow. That's bullshit." But it's like, yeah. I mean, how many times is he basically just going to pull his ass out and hold his fucking testicles in front of your face? This is the part that to me is kind of counterintuitive is like everyone loves mocking unwritten rules. But the unwritten rule stuff is the stuff that got the emotion out of the game. Like it used to be, you know, you guys had personalities. Now you're not allowed to do anything. Uh, And so when you mock the unwritten rules, like some of that shit, like letting players. But here's my issue. Ultimately, you can't have guys. You can't have a star player with a broken elbow because he got thrown at, miss a month. Well, so I get it. I'm yeah, fine with it. That's, that's a I'd huge part, the, too. But again, see, like, I'd shorten the season. So that's why names? I say, like, no, not quite that much. But I would, I, I'd be at, like, 145. That's, what 20, that? that's a lot of, 18 games, a lot of games. It's way more off days. About one. It's a shorter what, season. 130. Yeah, I don't know what the sweet spot is, but 30 like, is a me, lot. I, that's a month. I'm, That's I'm a lot of games. Yeah, because I'm starting the playoffs in September 1st. Because I'm a sucker. I get mad when the, 
sucks when they got to play playoff games in the cold. Yeah, I, I would go late September, and I would start the season later too. I don't want it to start in the cold. Yeah, they, they got to have it over. Like they should be ending third week of October would be a good time to end it. No reporting for training camp or spring training in February first. Yeah, maybe start like mid March, May, but June. July, I would. I wouldn't go to one thirty. That's too many. September. That's, that's too few. But I just think you need. To me, the benefit is like I just need more off days in there, so my my best players are my best players are playing more. I'd argue like you can go a hundred. There's uh, a lot of things you could do, but I would. Not. I mean, the gate is so great. Like, but again, the, like it's yeah. because you have such an inventory. That's part of the benefit of the sport. It's just it's on all the time. Well, someone DM me the other day and they're like, "What do you think about this idea? No more divisions in the NFL, and you just play a round robin. So you play every team in your conference." which would basically be, I think, like almost 15 games, either 14 or 15 games, and then you play one AFC. Whatever the remaining is, you play a rotation of like every AFC team over like a 15-year span. It's like, yeah, kind of on to something there, but there is something like the, the buildup of sports are rivalries, and that would kind of diminish rivalries, right, if you just play every team. Like part of the NFL or baseball, not as much basketball – but are like your divisional rivalries in baseball you play a ton, and in football that extra game is a lot, right? Playing that team two times a year is a big deal. Yeah. But I, but I like that. I, I'm always just – we should just throw in ideas nonstop, and I would imagine that's what the league does. Just try to get better. It's what you're always just trying to improve because at the end of the day, lots of entertainment, it is a business, and their business model is to create the most entertainment. Couldn't I argue that – like Conan O'Brien and all those shows that are on late at night, all their business is digital the next day. It's not even watching their game live, their show live. That's what I've heard people so, on those shows talk about. So yeah. what happens at eleven thirty in a baseball game? What it really is about is making sure that's a that thing has a digital presence the next day. However, it ended. Yeah, good, but the pro- that's another one of the problems. It feels like digitally you're not allowed to share. And- <laughs> yeah, well, that is. I agree with you. I agree with you there. That is an issue. We got some other issues. I've there. changed What's my that? mind about that. I, I like that they like owned their own stuff and monetized, but now it's gotten to the point that that was I don't agree with that anymore. And I've changed my mind on that. See, I, I like to point out all the things I changed my mind on, so I don't sound like. I mean, you're Bob Costas. Man. You're just a younger Bob Costas. I just I hate you're bending whole, whole, to everybody wait, to everybody else. To something when everyone has dramatically changed, the people have changed. But so you keep saying that. There's one rule I don't like that you want to change. It's not all the rules. I'm for changing a lot of the rules. But my thing is, like, you still love the fundamental part of the sport where a lot of people don't. But then they don't – if you don't like the challenge of getting on base, then you don't like – then let's just make it Big 12 football. I mean – Yeah. I mean, that's, so that sucks. That's, that's not the sport I, anymore. But I'd say Big 12 football does pretty well, right? Yeah, but if it's 9 to 8 – do you like watching the Big 12? Again, I <laughs> – yeah, I mean, it'd be that's my arena. If it, like that's just people love their schools, whatever. But arena but I football, still watch. yeah, I still watch it too. But I don't like not every game is that way because I watch all the other games that are different. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it serves a purpose clearly. It's it, it's. I mean, say what you want. We talk shit about it. It's had a huge impact overall in the sport, right? Spread offenses, the quarterbacks, the midgets now playing in the NFL. Again, I, I'm with you. I I would lean. I hate it. <laughs> But I can't dispute its impact on the sport of football. But if Correct. every football game was 56-54, would the sport be better off? NFL games, college games, just every game is 48-41. 
Well, remember, we weren't huge fans of the Rams Chief game, right? That was just on Twitter. This is amazing. We weren't, yes. but you know what? In retrospect, what made it great was it was it was different. Well, yeah, it was unique. But I think we all said, I just hope this is kind of a, a one-off. Yeah. And it clearly was. And when you really dove into it, Mahomes had like a uh, a strip sap six and a pick six, and Goff had like two pick sixes. But I'm so just saying, if, if that was every football game, like, oh, all my fantasy guys are just monster my, savages my, my, in the box. My, my point is that even that game was a little less Big 12 because there were like three and a half defensive touchdowns. No, I understand. There were three I'm just defensive saying that touchdowns score. and a turnover that led to a field goal. All right, but I still, I'll ask the question still. Like, I don't, and I don't know the answer. I'm afraid that the answer might be yes, that the sport would be better. A high ultimately guy with 48 sports 42. to continue, as many sports to matter because this is how I make my living and whatever you have to do for the consumer. I am like Bezos. I care what the consumer thinks less than even what I think moving forward in life. That's been a big change in my life these last couple of years. What people like the most, I'm, I'm open to doing that. And that, yeah, that's more business than what purity of the shit is, but I, I want the most amount of people. I, I wish every league had NFL interest. It'd be the best. I want more people to like all the shit that, that I like. Right. You know? Well, I agree. So I don't, I don't, whatever like I said, takes, I, I am all, I'm open. open to a lot of changes for baseball. I'm kind of, I don't know how I feel about the, like, well, I'm not going to get into each rule, but I'm open to a lot of changes for baseball. That one, maybe it's because I've watched too much softball where the runner goes to second base in like this eighth inning. I just hate it. I just, cause I think this I think year, did, did you see, I was reading something, I guess the NFL officials at the latest owners meeting because a big like area a red flag for a lot of people in the nfl now are we going to have a lot of overturned pass interference on hail mary plays because that is something that does happen a decent amount when a team kind of has no shot and they just throw it to the end zone that happens probably once a weekend right the end of a game there's kind of a hail mary and 99 percent of the time it just ends on the floor but there is a lot of contact and shit and i saw that a lot of Maybe the head of officials or multiple officials that were at the thing just said, "Don't worry. Like we are, we have been instructed to keep it exactly the same. We're not going to call more pass interference down in the goal line for that." So, like coaches kind of can breathe a little sigh of relief because remember last year, the NFL overemphasized, like went over the top on touching the quarterbacks. Like we're at the point where you can't touch the quarterback's legs, but it's like you can't even sack them anymore. Like sacking him, especially the right way. Like we got to pull off that a little bit. And they did once the playoffs hit. But there was a time early in the season where I was like, oh, my, this is. And I am. we've all agreed the sport is the healthiest when the best quarterbacks are playing, so you got to protect them. Everyone's on board with that. But it's like if I sack Aaron Rodgers and he's getting up fine, I shouldn't just get an automatic penalty for hitting him, right? So that's you get to these slippery slopes with any rule. It's just you give an inch, you, people are going to want a mile with any rule. It, get, it gets difficult. I, yeah. Situations. Yeah, I mean, football's one, too, where it's not tennis and even baseball. It's closer to, Basketball's closer to football than these other two. Uh, if we're going to, like, officiate every game from the monitor, there's stuff on every play, right? Every play is going to have something. That's, that's Belichick's argument that, like, well, if we're already being able to – you know, throw a red flag on 78% of things. Why don't we just make it 100%? I can throw a flag on a big holding call. And you're like, well, he does kind of have a point, but there is a slippery slope, right? Yeah. I hate to disagree with Bill, but 
That's to me. I'm I'm losing. I'm losing the game now. I'm losing the losing the humanity. Yeah, I mean, it just to me, it just it just matters. And again, maybe I'm becoming too business like. Bottom line, like, is it turn off the viewer? Because if it's not, then fuck it. I don't care as much. I just want more people to be entertained. Does it turn off the viewer? Why? Like, is it something? Well, that's that, drive see, now that's where I would say is like fans screaming and yelling about officiating is better than games than fans screaming and yelling about how long a game takes. In other words, a fan mad about it, like Saints fans are not watching less football because they're mad that they got screwed. No, they just but got screwed. fans watching less football because every play goes to review and it takes four minutes, like that's way worse, I think. So I think there's a tipping point in getting everything right is better than missing some stuff, but faster. I would tend to agree. And for the most part, the NFL can just get a little flag happy. Less with I, I think reviews have actually gotten much crisper. It's that now yeah. just a lot of penalties are thrown, and you're like, oh, my, you're just ruining the ebb and flow of the game. Where in basketball, like one big knock, obviously, is the end of the game situations. It's like I watch the flow of a game, and then the end of the game takes quadruple the amount of time for the last 45 seconds. But I don't blame the other team for trying to win or whatever, right? So it's these are kind of complicated situations. Yeah, you got to take away timeouts late. They only give you one or whatever. I passed the two minute mark. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I loved about Aaron Boone was I didn't know people are still saying Savage. I'm back in on Savage. I loved it. I, I'm a, I'm all in on Aaron Boone now. Mainly, I, I just I loved everything about that. How about Brett Gardner just trying to make noise with his bat banging at the roof? And it was almost like Boone knew he was going to get thrown out, right? Like he was just like, this is not going to be he tolerated. He just wanted the game to be better. Like he really, at his heart, was just wanted Brennan to be better. Well, did you, I, I, I don't know how many times you watched it. I watched about seven, and yeah. I pick up a little something every time. He's like, he gave them credit. I don't know yeah. who was pitching. He's, like, he's pitching well. This guy's a good pitcher. This guy's a good pitcher. And guy, like he's saying, he doesn't, need, he doesn't need your help. And I yeah. love that he, he he didn't say you're shit today. He just said you're you're off to a bad start, but you can fix it. I believe in you, Brennan. You're better than this. That and was he the wasn't best. Really being a royal asset. No, it was like he was co- he was on his team and he was coaching him. Like it's what a football coach might say to his player if he's being a hard ass. Yeah, be better, Brennan. But like, really, I believe that, in you. That, you have time to get better today. Oh, that's so good. That's if you're a diehard Yankee fan, you got a baseball boner off that one. So you're like, I love this guy. My guys are savages. Poor Brandon. Had but nothing. the thing is, he's not wrong, right? They're savages like, in the box. Gonna break a major league. Are they going to break a major league home run record as a team? Potentially. I know they were like in the mix for it earlier. I mean, they. It feels like they I got don't know. ten I guys that are like thirty home runs. You know, also it's they bombs. Had, the Twins. Twins hit a bunch of bombs. Did they win last night? The Twins won, yeah. Are we sure the Giants aren't better than the A's? That's going to make a lot. I mean, not a lot of people. <laughs> Small amount of people around here. Very edgy. <laughs> I can already see. I Listen, guy, in the article I wrote in The Athletic, I started off by, listen, like uh, we've been held over the Warriors run, then the NBA playoffs. The 49ers even, article. Yeah, even the Giants have become interesting to hold over our appetite to football. I had multiple comments that said, Middlecoff, you know there's another Major League Baseball team? Middlecoff, the Giants aren't the only team in the area. Middlecoff, 
the, why? What about the A's? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. You know, but it's just there's always that guy, and you know that guy. I just want to tell you if you are listening, because I got a couple like, new, I, I think there are maybe new readers of the Athletic, or maybe new listeners of the podcast. Like, I didn't know you wrote for the Athletic because I basically took the summer off, and uh, so yeah, I do. But there's always just that the A's just get the very big chip on their shoulder. They just want some fucking respect. I'm in a good place where uh, I, I embrace what's up with the Giants. I embrace whatever the A's do, and I ignore any complaining. From you know, I just it's pointless. It's the pointless to have that argument. But the only complaining comes from the A's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, like, I, I like I'll just whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't. I, I just don't even engage in it anymore, like I used to when we were doing terrestrial radio. I, the only reason I did. And the only reason we did because you see it. Like I, the only reason I saw it was because I kind of brought it up, but I didn't even meet. I wasn't even thinking about it. You know, I wasn't trying to get it. It was not a sneaky shot. Right. No. No. I, I know. Really, I know. I really just kind of forgot. I know. Well, like the, most, people, I just pay attention more, and I'm just flooded more. I feel like the Giants. I mean, I I don't think I know. They're just when they're a story, their story is just fifty times bigger than the A's. And I, I in fairness. I feel for the A's fan that feels like this is kind of bullshit because I was listening to Billy with Kawakami. Like there can't be a team in sports that has been consistently more successful. And the majority of just, you go every year they deliver. Like even Billy with Tim was like, you know, I didn't think we were going to be this good. <laughs> He's like, to be completely honest, I thought, you know, he thought they were whatever. Cause the, I remember the over unders came out at the beginning of the season and I was like, God, their over-under is like 78 and a half. They just won 97 games. Like, that's, that's got to be a first time in the history of sports, in of the sport. And even Billy's like, yeah, on paper, you know, I didn't think they were that off. <laughs> so, I mean, Buck, they're kicking ass. I mean, they're like four games behind. Well, I don't know what they are after last night. They were two nights ago, four and a half games behind. I don't know, this team called the Astros? Yeah, Nobody Astros are struggling. I would say the Tampa Bay Rays are right up. I mean, they, they might exceed in terms of just... But the difference is, like, the A's are historically relevant, and they've been in a place well, way you long. mean they've won World Series. But but I just mean historically, like, they just resonate with people, in theory, and just... But that's what I mean, is that the Rays resonate even less, and they've been just as good. But I'm saying the A's have been around so much longer, you know? So you think that that would have, like people that are born in this area, the chance of that dad just being an ace fan or just have had attended an ace game. Right. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It I, I, I do feel for their pain a little. Yeah. Because if I was them, I if just, I was a diehard ace fan, I'd be kind of angry too. Because it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, it makes sense to me and you because we have the information. But in, if you were sitting in their seat, you, you would just it would be hard to put it together. Right, like you, even an El Raider fan would be like, you know, we have been so shitty for 15 years. It, it's like, is Middlecoff really hating, or is he just spitting the truth? Like, I do get a decent amount of that. Where if you're the A's, like, no, we've made the playoffs every freaking year. We have, I don't know, the guy that sparked the entire analytical movement in sports. The dude they had a beta fucking movie for, and, and people would rather talk about like the earthquakes than us. It is ridiculous. That's not true. It's not true. I mean, but I was just trying to make a point because you, you might see that comment on Twitter. John, let's take a moment to tell the people about Box of Awesome from Bespoke Post. We just got our first Box of Awesome, and it's 
pretty awesome. And it's really easy. Just go to boxofawesome.com and use the promo code HAM. And while you're grinding away at the office or hanging out with friends, whatever you're doing, Box of Awesome is upgrading your style, upgrading your apartment, just upgrading your general game. Here's the thing, guy. I'm telling you. Go to boxofawesome.com and check it out. We did. They told us, hey, go pick out some stuff. Got a bag delivered to my house. It's pretty sweet. Like Each a duffel box bag, goes, right? Like a, yeah. a, a army mean, leather like, green. You just wear, if you're going on like a little, uh, little overnight trip, you I just like look it. like a badass. Each box guy goes for $150 but has more than $70 worth of unique gear. From barrel aging kits to limited edition cigars, weekend bags like the ones we got, classy drop kits. Uh, it just it has it all. Essential goods, guidance for the modern man, guy. For the modern man. 20% off, guy. Your first subscription box. Just go to boxofawesome.com. Promo code. You know it. Ham! Yeah, sometimes it's a shirt from like a brand that you wouldn't find at a normal place where you shop. First uh, of every month, the first of every month, you'll get an email with the details of the box. Then you've got five days to change colors or sizes or add something. If you're not feeling the box that month, you can just skip it. So there's all kinds of options. Like John said, 20% off the first subscription box. Just go there. You'll see a bunch of cool-ass stuff. Boxofawesome.com. Promo code HAM at checkout for 20% off your fo- your first box. Bespoke post themes. Boxes for guys that give a damn. Boxofawesome.com. Yep. Woo! But the Giants win five games, and they feel like an NFL team immediately. Well, the right? thing that makes the Giants incredible right now is not just that they're one of the hottest teams in baseball, but like they're a really interesting. Like I think sports fans, one thing we love is getting to be the GM. We love trading players, signing players, cutting players, and the Giants have this crazy. Like they've got there's a ticking time bomb in the room right now, and it's called the trade deadline is coming up, and they got decisions to make like immediately. There's an urgency. And Madison Bumgarner, not any giant, the greatest giant of this era, the guy that carried him, uh, is a free agent. But you're good. And it's wild. And they've got a new front office. It's just, it's a wild situation. And then he goes out and is incredible on Thursday night. Did you see, did you see up, what he said last night? Up, uh, yeah, about I don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty incredible. I got a text this morning from an NFL executive that's also a diehard Giants fan. Uh, not a member of one of the local teams, but sent me that and was like, this guy's such a badass. I, I mean, it's, it's hard to not love them when you see this. And I to, think you kind of have me, a point. They, like, they're up against it, right, in that like, if they're not going to trade him, then they need to sign him. Well, to me, if you, are, if you would want him on your team moving forward, wouldn't you be crazy to not be offering him some lucrative extensions right now? Like, would he sign five for 140 right now? Yeah, hell yeah. Five for 140? Hell yeah. You think he signs that right now if they yes. put in front of him? I don't think he uh, – yeah, yes. You think 100% average $28 million a year? Five for 140? Like what are the – yeah. What about four for 120, so 30 a year? I think you'd have to consider it. I don't know if he's getting – because I think based – now the, the advantage the Giants would have is – like my Markets thought on weird. that is, is yeah. he going to be worth thirty million for four years? Probably not. But whatever, you've been paying him nothing, and he's still solid. Uh, but if your team is five years away, do you just do it just because you need you want somebody to buy a ticket every once in a while and watch your rebuild? Well, it's why I'm not opposed to giving like. In so theory, I'm not opposed like- to that. But John, for me, a lot of it is dependent on like, I don't want to give him four for one twenty if I can get three blue chip prospects for him. Like that's a that's a waste of money. But if the offers aren't great, then yeah, I'm, I'll keep them around. Well, John Heyman or one of those guys tweeted that 
one, since they've gotten good, they've kind of pulled back on the Bumgarner talks. Like, maybe they're like, God damn. And originally, the offers weren't that great. Like, when they kind of were thinking about doing it a month ago, because it's been written about pretty openly that he was he was okay with trading him like a month ago, which would have been the right move. Kind of that, and that's that Billy Bean started this like five years ago, get Samarja early, right? You just want to get the guy in because that you might win a couple extra games. Might be right. the difference of you non wild card win the division makes right. sense. Or in that case, think, realize he's not an ace and have time to get Lester. <laughs> but the offers were shitty, so they just realized like, yeah, we're not just giving this guy away to give him away. To and, me, if you think there's a chance, I'll even amend it. If you think there's a chance, if if the offers aren't good, even if you can't sign them by the thirty first, if the offers aren't great but you think you might sign him in the off season, then I would not, I wouldn't, I'd be a little afraid to do the Araldus deal. Will you trade him away and then sign him back? I'd be a little, I don't know. I'd be a little concerned depending on where you're sending him. Now, if you're sending him to the twins and you're like, Oh, they're not going to resign him. I don't know. It just gets if, dicey. If I, if I'm not getting a sweet deal and I, and I would be open to resigning him, I might get a little aggressive to resign him. Because I, I do think you win. I, yeah, I'm with you there. Like, it's clear he's still a really good player. You're overpaying for him, but you still get a really good player for a couple years. He's a starting pitcher. He's your fucking guy. You know you can win. Like last night, now again, the Mets aren't a great team. But guy, he he should have come back in the 10th inning because he had like 93 pitches. Like he, he I thought he was. And then the, and I, right at the last minute, because the spot didn't come up in the order, so whoever was batting eighth popped out, and he was like walking up, and then Bochy looked at him and said no. And I saw Baggerly wrote this morning like he was pretty pissed off. Yeah, like he, he's like, what the fuck? Uh, now we could make an argument. They let him bat in the seventh with one out, first and third in a tie game, which I was cool with, but I get the the analytic people want him out there. Not even the analytic people. Marty Lurie was, was mad about it. But do you agree that why he had like seventy pitches at the time and he's dominating? Like that, this is the like well, the, but you just said runner at third base, runner at third base, one out. Yeah, I mean their their starters already out. I'm all for look, look, like I'm not complaining about it. I doubt that's the play mathematically, but whatever. I mean, Boach is like fuck it. Mad bum lined one into the corner foul off Syndergaard earlier. Like get a hit, dude. Like just, you, I feel you know, like part of it's just like, hey, this is fun for me. Like this will be a great story. I got a text from a buddy. He's like, Giants get a little too caught up in Bum being a good hitter for a pitcher. I get he can hit, but dude still bats one thirty. Yeah, you would I, never, I, you would never roll out a one thirty dude for a pitch hit. No, right? it's, to it's, me that guy gets pinch hit for a one hundred percent of the time. And my response was. I agree, but I always have confidence he's gonna. He carries himself like a dude that's gonna get a hit. You yeah, gotta give just, him that. You're just here for the fun, for the <laughs> for the rare, you know. Bumgarner hit is a walking 16 inning game. You just never know what he's gonna do. <laughs> like he is fun. Like he is worth to me. He's entertainment value. Like yeah. I, I would. Yeah, it's it is 100. percent Like it makes sense to sign him right now. Yeah. You would get some credit. Well, and I think if you're Farhan, you might be like, well. Uh, you know the, the day like nobody's giving him two fifty like that for pitchers. Those that's days what I'm are saying. If you gone. can get him right now for one thirty, you were just willing to give Bryce three ten. Shit, I'd rather have him for one thirty than Bryce for three ten. Yeah. Who would you for that? What no. What would you rather have? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't want Bryce for two fifty right now. Um, but I don't see how Farhan wouldn't value this guy. He's a pretty good player. <laughs> I think. I think the the. If you were going to make a point to counter it, the value would just be 
He's not worth $30 million. We don't think he's a $30 million a year player if we're just going to hardline like, make it about value. That's just, that's to me, that's the counterpoint. What player is, you know? Yeah, well, he would make the argument, I'm not going to give anybody $30 million. I can't wait to get rid of Cueto. Yeah, I'd be like, well, thanks, Bobby. We like those guys. We like those guys around here, Farhan. Well, uh, but the other thing is, like, you know, like I told you the day, it's gonna. There are ways. Away, I think there are ways away. But you could argue, like, God, Farhan's kind of showing us something. Maybe he can scrap a team together that could. Bunch That's of, what I'm saying. But but I don't think two weeks of baseball is, uh, or three weeks of baseball is really indicative. Quite. No, I mean, I think he's. I think Farhan has been. Game sample size, I said man. on the last podcast, and I said again, I think he's already proven to be a success. But I think it's more likely than not that they're they're not a very good baseball team. I'm telling you, I, I want to get him on the pod. He's a I've heard but him with Lund Tolbert. He is a great interview. Yeah, no, like I mean he's a smart guy clearly, and on top of that, I think he's proving that even if they're five years away, maybe it's not. Maybe maybe you can just make them at least. It maybe it's not going to be five years of being you know the Orioles, right? Like that's what I feel okay about is even if they're five years away. It's not going to look like the Orioles, although know, like they did for a little while this year. Just this is good enough right here. And if Bumgarner, if you can be th- not this, but just like for a season, a kind of 490 winning percentage team and just around the wild card, maybe Bumgarner's with, with worth Bumgarner a few extra. With Bumgarner and Cueto in the mix, yeah, we're in. Then Bumgarner's worth a few extra bucks. But I'll say it again. It, to me, it's largely dependent on what would you get for him. If you would get blue chippers, then you kind of owe it to your organization to get blue chippers. If you're getting Fernando Tatis, you're, I don't even know if he's been good this year, but like whoever, some sweet yeah. dude is. Yeah, I, even a guy a little below him. A few guys a little below Fernando Tatis Jr. I mean, that's... That, that, that always makes me nervous, though. I know, but it's like that's what it's going to take. You're going to have to find some of those guys who may or may not be great, but hope they're great. That's just... You need new players soon. But no one talked about, you know, when Billy traded Dan Heron, like a throw in was Josh Donaldson. Yeah. Who's, who's actually, I yep. saw some Braves highlights. Dude, he's mashing this I year. I know. He's back. Always like Josh. Me too. So anyway, I, I'm, I, I'll just, I'm more open to keeping bum going around than I was probably three weeks ago. I would I, I would just keep. Him. I would he, look. I would look to extend him because I think it's pretty fair to say. Don't you think you can say pretty confidently like the offers probably aren't great right now? Yeah, I think it's just a balancing act of what would it cost to keep him, and what would I get in return. So there are so scenarios where I would trade him, and there are scenarios where I would keep him. He wants to be here, right? I, I that I don't know. I th- but I'm just saying, in his comments, he's always said like that he wants to be a giant for life. Well, like to the point that I could trade him away and he'd come back and sign the same deal I could sign him for tomorrow? Yeah, well, you don't get to, like, my giants for life is part, you don't trade me in the middle of that. Yeah, well, I, that's part of, to me, that's part of the evaluation. It's like, like I, what's I want his market going to be? my be? wife, but I'm going to date a girl on the side for like, no, I mean. Well, but what's his market going to be? What do I think his market is? What do I think I, I'm willing to pay him? Like, if I think what I'm willing to pay him, no one else will be willing to pay him, well, maybe I do trade him away. Because I think it would be one thing, hey, guys, I want to be a giant for life. If they were 50 games or, you know, whatever, way out of it, you just look at them. Best thing for the organization, maybe you could have this conversation. You couldn't say that now because he would be like, well, we can win a wild card, right? right? Yeah, I can win a wild card. We were the yeah. second wild card. I I'll won the game. Carry we won us a to get us there. Like, I-, I am the heartbeat of this bad boy. It's a lot of people's one- worst nightmare there, John. Well, guy, at one point Some in time, people's dream, but some people's worst nightmare. 
For what? The, the Giants making a wild card, winning it, and making a run to the World Series? I'm all in on it. The, the other thing is last night there was a stretch before the extra innings start. Buster was 0 for 5 with 4Ks, and it was a pretty ugly case. He had a, he had a rough day at the office. Now, it yep. was Thor who was throwing 100 miles an hour consistently. Wow. Someone's like, isn't it crazy that this guy's not like 18 and 0? Like, no, he's not sick. better. It's wild. No, it's, it doesn't add up because you watch him, you're like, yeah, no, no one else. I mean, Scherzer doesn't even look like this. I mean, Scherzer throws 97. He doesn't throw 100. And then it's like his his four se- what's the What's the fastball that moves, four-seamer or two-seamer? Well, two-seamer is usually a little slower, but with movement, four-seamer is faster and straighter. Yeah, his two-seamer guy is like 97 because there was one pitch where Kruger was like, yeah, I don't know what human could touch that. <laughs> his shit is unhittable. His curveball moves, like his – if you were a, making a video game pitcher, you would, like, get that, right? Just a bunch of things that say, like, you know, pitches that are between 100. Like, every pitch would be between 95 and 100, just like the the impact of the pitch, right? Like, his breaking ball, his off speed, his the way he looks. Yeah, I mean, his changeup's 91, 92 usually. Like, it's insane. Yeah, he's insane. But he's not that good. But he is good, but it's like, he doesn't produce. It's weird. No, he's not. You, you watch him and think, like, this guy should have a two- Two zero two ERA. This guy should have like a five year stretch where he's clearly the like best pitcher in the size. world. Size, yeah, yeah. He's fucking unhittable. And you could is like, is there a chance to just the Mets wear you out, or is it maybe some of him? I don't know. This can't be the easiest place to play. Yeah. No. 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 You're. That's true. But I think it's him. Probably is. Tyree Kill is not getting suspended at all. Speaking of pitches, that's one of the curveballs of the NFL offseason. Like, I was pretty shocked to see that story on Friday morning. Did you see that one coming? Uh, it, it started to feel like the NFL was hesitant from the information they had to levy a huge fine, right? Yeah, but don't they I, feel like they, like they just, like, by default, like, ah, you're just a pain in the ass two games. <laughs> No, well, yeah, but I think typically with something like this, we kept hearing, like, Zeke ain't in the clear, Zeke ain't in the clear, Zeke ain't in the clear. Yeah. Like, they were coming for him. And I I think we feel like they're coming for you. They're coming for you. They're coming for you. It felt like they were – something happened where when they interviewed all these people, for whatever reason, it doesn't add up because they've interviewed a lot of people that – a lot of these situations that look at them in the eye and go, I'm innocent – Remember, Sean Payton was like, I'm innocent. And he's like, your suspension. Uh, Zeke Elliott's like, I'm innocent. They're like six games. It's happened over and over and over again. And this one, he gets no games. Guy, I I think it's kind of crazy that Reuben Foster, before he ruined his career injury with the Redskins, was clearly nothing happened. She admitted lied again, and they still went, yeah, we're going to dock you to game checks. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you could say, well, they docked him four game checks. Something like a financial implication for just, bro, we're docking you for being involved in this with this woman. That's basically what Ruben got nailed for. Like, how, how could you possibly go to her hotel room on the road? Like, no one even felt sorry for Ruben. I didn't. And I've been his biggest supporter of, like, the media is just on a witch hunt on this one when clearly she's the criminal. But when they nailed him, like, yeah, he deserved a fine. Well, you could argue Tyreek deserved a fine, right? Like, just for interacting with this woman. Now it's a little different 
because they have a child together. So just you legally have to operate with her. Like even if you, if you split custody or whatever, you're gonna be around her. Like Ruben had no reason to even be around her. Like they do have a child together, and I'm pretty sure it's the one that got him kicked out back in the day. Which the other red flag is, guys, did you see? And we talked about it before the pod. Like this story wears both of us out. I, I can't read every story on this. I've just it just I, I can't take these stories wear me out now. So I, I don't pretend to have read every piece of evidence, but I do know this. And this pissed me off a little bit. He doesn't just disclaim, and I, I know I'm close to people with the Chiefs, and they I know this for a fact, they believe him on, on this issue. Now, they think something happened in college, but I guess he came out recently. I don't know if it was to the league or maybe he said it to the police. He said it somewhere that he was innocent of what got him kicked out of Oklahoma State. To me, it's like, Tyreek, you can't say that, buddy. You got kicked out of school, and then they wouldn't let you in. Like part of the reason he ended up at like the little school he ended up in, because even Akron, like there was a coach at Oklahoma State that got the Akron job or something, and they tried to bring him to Akron when Oklahoma State, and they wouldn't even let him in. Like Tyreek, I mean, come on, bro, you can't say that. It's one thing to claim this one you're innocent, but go back retroactively and say 2014 she was making it up to because it's the same girl. What if you were in like I mean I don't even I don't know that, that that's the hard part about what if he's telling the truth the whole time he's getting yeah. railroaded I, now I saw. Um, Ross Tucker tweet. I, I would like some clarity on how I would like somebody to tell me how the kid broke his arm. Um, and like to me, there's still enough weirdness here that that's where I go back to. Is like, well, didn't it come out he fell off a couch or bed or no? Is that the do we feel good about that story? Again, I don't like. I thought the big recording came out and that was made him look better than the short recording that was maybe cherry picking audio. Um, that you there, said you said it was doctors. No I'm just, I'm just very, shocked. Very the NFL. Helpful. It feels like the yeah. NFL knows that no one ever has the player side, so they can just suspend guys, and it'll just be fine. Especially with this now. Yeah, right? with this, and maybe they feel like we've done that enough. That I don't know. I'm 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 kind of I'm surprised. I'm just surprised. I don't really know what to make of it. I guess it's good. I mean, ultimately, like we talk about these things sometimes from just a football perspective. Like, good for the Chiefs. Like if you're them, they're like, "See, told you so." Like they feel good like the, they're. I'd say good for the Chiefs. That's that's an undersell. Just from a football standpoint, is this the best thing to happen to the Chiefs since they drafted like Mahomes? It felt like uh, for a brief moment when it first happened, his career was over. You're like, "Whoa, yeah, a big I, issue." And then it felt like, well, some weird shit's going on. Maybe he only gets half the season to get no games for. Let's go. Let's just go. Offense, non-quarterback. Name me three more impactful players. I mean, he's. You could argue he's the most impactful because I think Antonio, new team, with Derek is not as good as Ben. Is he going to be quite as productive? We could question that. You know, Zeke's pretty important for the Cowboys. Julio. I mean, he's in this list of the top three or four. And he's different also than even them just because his one skill is literally unstoppable. He is the fastest guy on the field every time he takes the field, like dramatically faster. But he's also really skilled. You know, he's kind of like he's like a thicker Deshaun. What what made Deshaun so special is his ball skills were like Jerry Rice. This guy can catch. So it's not like, you know, he doesn't have great. He's like T.O. He doesn't have great hands or Vernon Davis. No, he, he's got like soft butter hands. Well, and don't you think, and maybe all these situations are unique, like each situation's individual, 
one guy being guilty doesn't make somebody else guilty. But one thing, you know, people always hate is when teams don't cut a guy right away. And the Chiefs decided not to the Chiefs decided just to wait it out. Now, like you said, based on what you've told us, part of that is they believed him. It's not like they didn't know. They felt like they believed him and that he would be exonerated. Um uh, but like I does this only make it more likely that teams in this situation will just sit and wait and not do anything than cut a guy on public pressure? Or is this situation different because it's not that because they felt like specifically they knew he didn't do it? Well, you, you know why this situation is different just from the beginning, guy? He's got 223 career catches and 25 touchdowns and 3,200 yards. And really his rookie season wasn't that great. But his last two years, I mean, he's dominated. Like part of when you get the benefit of the doubt in the NFL – probably in sports and just in any business is when you're really good. If, if Tyree kill had been Kendrick Bourne jr. He just gets immediately cut. That's probably what you say is a little unfair about all this shit is like the top players just get the opportunity to be proven innocent. Like how many fringe players now you could argue when you're a fringe player, it's on you to just avoid everything. Like you don't have any margin for error. LeBron Mahomes, whoever, they got more margin for error to do dumb shit. But, like, because he was so good, and, I mean, elite, he got a huge benefit of the doubt on this. But I also think the Chiefs showed, now it's a little different because there was public pressure because it was a video. They cut Kareem Hunt pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Remember that video came out, was it like Friday night? And we're like, do you think he's going to be able to play? And then he, he didn't even travel the next, he was cut the next morning. But again, like, I've talked to people there they thought he was a blatant liar. They thought he was an untrustworthy person. They thought he was a train wreck of a guy. They believe in this human. Now, part of the reason they believe in the human, it helps them believe in the human, right? Because of the play. Like, has Andy not believed in humans when they were shittier? I mean, he'd probably tell you, yeah. I mean, that's just it's the way this works. But is that it's not fair, but is life fair? No, it's not. <laughs> But I, I but, think this but one I just, is But again, just, like, it's not like he – what I go back to is – I mean, I, how good you are affects how much of a risk you're worth. But it sounds like the Chiefs didn't think – like, they, they operated like it wasn't even a risk. And the NFL suspending him for no games makes me think that the Chiefs – maybe they wouldn't have stood – maybe it's just not worth the trouble to stand by it if it's Tyreek Middlecoff instead of Tyreek Hill. Maybe it's just never worth the trouble if the guy's not that good. But it kind of makes me feel like the fact that he didn't get suspended at all makes me feel like a massive part of it was the Chiefs didn't even feel like it was a risk to begin with. I don't know. It's well, just, it, I'm, yeah, I'm shocked. Clearly, they they had some information because I, even with domestic violence, like when domestic violence happens nowadays, people act relatively swiftly. You see Jonah Carey? The writer, what happened to him? No. What happened to Jonah Carey? When was this? Today? We, we, I think maybe last night. He spent last night in jail for domestic violence. No. I the Athletic know. immediately came out with something like, we don't condone. He's indefinitely suspended. Like, you know, classic. Just, you don't really, I mean, it's probably a little different for a. Whoa. Ken Rosen, Rosenthal tweeted. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, he spent last night in jail for hitting his wife. Wow. But like, are there like, the de- athletic, are there details or. I, I don't know. I didn't read the story. 
But, like, you can't fire – but here's the thing. Like, you can't legally – like, if you legally fire – let's say you fire him the day after you're the athletic, what if he actually didn't do anything? Then he'd come back and sue you. Like, so there are legal ramifications, and I think we talk about this – and this is why I supported Ruben in the sense that we always just assume everything is just the guy's guilty, and I think that's unfair. Now, the thing which make Tyreek why we assume that is it was easy to assume because he had a past incident, Right. That, that, that was a thing with Tyreek. And same with Ruben. Like, he had had some things where it's like, God, did this guy have a little bit of an anger problem? Where, if, let's say, Tom Brady, you know. Uh, t- allegedly, Tom Brady shoves Giselle. You'd be like, ah, eh, a little out of character, right? But if it happened to a guy, like if Ruben Foster right now came across your Twitter he- headline, Ruben has had a domestic issue. You'd be like, well, it's going to start getting difficult to believe Ruben. And that's where Tyreek, I think, was such a complicated situation. The reason that little guy that's so good, you're like, how do they get this guy in the fifth round? Because he hit his pregnant girlfriend and was kicked out of college. That's yeah, that's as crazy of a college incident you get as a draft prospect is probably you're going to get, right? Because if he murders, like, if it was so serious, the guy would be in jail, so he wouldn't even be draft eligible. But you're still going to be eligible. Like, that's about as bad as you get. And he had had it happen to him. And he, at the time, admitted to it, and now he's retroactively going back and denying it. It's weird. I, I can't I, – I find these situations very uncomfortable to talk about because society, we're so used to having definitive takes. But well, why can't we just say, you know, I, I don't know, I wasn't there, and this is a pretty serious allegation. If he did – and that's why my take's pretty simple. If he did it, he deserves to go to jail. And if he didn't and she's making it up, she deserves to go to jail. Black and white. Yeah, but, but, but – and I'm, I agree with you. But what about the situations where we think he did it, but not we don't know it well enough in for the legal system to prove it, but we still think he did it. It's just he didn't. You know, the law, there are things the law can't know, but I think he did it, right? And that's where a lot of these tend to fall. Is And, and the other part of that is, well, a lot of these things don't get prosecuted because the victim who is a victim is like the stats show, they right? Like this is about as complicated as it gets. So. I always wonder, like the stat show, like what to believe. Remember, like a while ago, like one in four men are gay. You know, uh, I don't remember that stat. Wasn't that a stat? I don't know. I'm not. I, I I wasn't saying it wasn't true. I just don't remember that one. I mean, I did. Okay, I must not. Maybe. I missed maybe that one. <laughs> yeah, maybe the stat, like whatever the stat is, like the majority of sexual assaults go unreported, you know, whatever they are. Like, mm-hmm. well, how do you actually know if they're unreported? Like, who are you talking to? And again, I'm not saying right or wrong, but it feels like these stats kind of can manipulate the way we think of, because I do think we've seen a lot of situations, because again, I'm black and white on this. You did it, scumbag. You didn't do it, she's the scumbag. But the way the Me Too movement and everything is always the guy's guilty now, and I think that's the natural reaction to social media. You see a headline. And now we've seen situations, this one, I, I don't know, but you and I experienced it, and people in the Bay Area much closer, of the Ruben thing where it was, like, completely made up. So what about that? What, what's the percentage of these situations? Like, I wonder, what are the situations of these with with famous, let's just go pro athletes, where the situation is a false claim? I would imagine it's higher than the normal rate, wouldn't you? But again, I don't even know what the normal rate would be. We wouldn't even know it. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, no, I, yeah, I think you're probably right. In that case, it's probably higher. I do, I have read enough of these stories where you read why something didn't get reported, like written by a victim that, 
Like I, I buy a lot of the unreported stuff. You know how well, much course, I know the like, numbers, it, but it's clearly well, of course, it's, like it's, if, it's if very a, common. A, well, think about this: if a boss is pressuring you, imagine as a guy, like non-sexual, but maybe intimidation and bullying. You just kind of take it because you want to keep your job. Well, if it was a woman, it turns a little more sexual. They're in the same position. They don't want to lose their job. They're terrified to turn in their boss. Like that makes a ton of sense. Like I, I won't dispute that's happening all the time, right? Where people, men and women, different wise, are getting, you know, discriminated against, sexually abused, even if it's just like words they're saying. That that's one hundred percent happening. And I realize that's pretty tough. But I also think when you see pro athletes, I think a lot of false claims happen because they know they can take advantage of it and get some cash. Well, but yeah, like, I, mean, well, ultimately, I think one that's pretty interesting, like this Luke Walton one, which he's just going on to coach the team. Like eventually there's going to be is there just going to be a situation where no one's right or wrong? Like she couldn't prove it, it just goes away. Or does she get to a position where she recants? And I think a lot of times when you're in like Luke situation, you don't then fall through once it goes away to like go after her just because it's not worth it to you. You just want it to go away. But then she gets off just kind of scot-free and just lives her life. That's why I'm just ultimately – I these situations, I, I get what you're saying with the lack of information. When there are only two people there, he and she, they become very complicated. It's easy in a workforce where once the whistleblower, she's like, okay, I'm going to turn him in. And then you get a couple people to support you and it's clearly the guy's a scumbag, right? With these, like, with Tyreek's situation, it's just him and her. With Luke's situation, it's just him and her. There's not, like, a group of people that, well, there's four people saying one thing and one person saying the other thing. Just he said, she said. Yeah, I think part of the issue with these is, like, I think every allegation deserves thorough investigation, which means an investigation of the alleged victim and of the alleged uh, accused. What would it be? Yeah, you're right. Perpetrator. Like I, I, I read a story early on. What was the name of the guy? The the become like really famous. The son of the actress uh, who's done a lot of the writing to expose a lot of the like Hollywood uh, dudes taking advantage. I I don't know if he wrote about Matt Lauer. Um, Bernstein. What's his name? No, but he's been yeah he's been like the Woodward and Bernstein of the story. And now his name's yeah. escaping me. Isn't he the son of? Uh, you don't want a Woodward or Bernstein became like a multi hundreds of millions of dollars. I don't know which What's one it name? is. One of, one of them became really rich. What's the name of the guy? God damn. I, I don't know. I don't anyway, know but he about. did a talk and he said like... Ted Talk? No. just It was like a... Uh, he was at an event with some, with a famous woman who had, who had um, been a victim and had been outspoken about it. Um, and he said, you know, part of the deal is you owe it to everybody to investigate everything as thoroughly as you can, including the victim, the alleged victim's claims. And that's not being insensitive. That's being like we owe it to everybody to make sure, A, that we get it right, and B, the more that we prove correct, the more that people will come forward. Um, my point is when the NFL is the one doing the investigating, it's just – Well, that, this whole thing, that's where this just – it's just shady. I, I don't know which way or not. I, I, don't, I don't get it. And I've heard both sides. I, I mean I've heard one side. But I mean I hear the other side where people want him like locked up, kicked out of the league. I, I, I do understand both sides. Because if you're on the one side where you're around Tyreek and you're like, God, I've been around a lot of liars. We, th- we believe this guy. And then I'm, I understand the fans thinking like, well, we've seen the NFL screw this up countless times. He's had an incident in the past. I, I don't know. I, the, that's why it makes the situation so complicated. They're not black and white. And I think the NFL may be overcompensating a little bit now. And that's why they're going to get some blowback. 
But what if they're overcompensating because they're like, well, we believe them. And last time we didn't believe a guy. We overreact. You know, it's just it's a hard. These situations are difficult. Well, yeah. And one doesn't actually affect another. I, that's the thing. They all should be viewed as individual situations. and they, they can't because they all, as we know, the way the public views them, they all kind of bled into one, right? Well, you, you only Greg, gave Greg Hardy three games. Sick. So they're all connected. Remember when you told Ray Rice he was going to miss one game, then the tape came, and then he blackballed them? That they're all intertwined, right? They, they just are. And they really don't like even if the NFL said we have if the NFL said we maybe they do you know independent uh, investigation. People would say, well, you're the ones paying them, so we don't believe them, right? You're paying the investigators. Yeah, I I think from a personal standpoint, I just I say it all the time. I I, the NFL what they're going to do, I never have any clue. And from a football standpoint. This was a huge win for the Chiefs and a shitty win for all the teams that have to play the Chiefs. <laughs> it's their best player on their team beside Mahomes. Yeah, I just, I'm, bottom line, I'm just I'm all, shocked by it. Yeah, I am too. But I'm not that shocked, but I am. It's weird. Well, five years ago, I wouldn't have been shocked. But now I felt like we got to a point where they were suspending people left and right. They were erring on the side of suspension. That's why. Well, my argument, if I could talk with Roger, like, well, then why would you have. Fine. If Ruben was also, you thought he was innocent, clearly, why would you take away his two game checks? Just for being an idiot? But why wouldn't this guy get the idiot fine? Right? I don't get it. That would be my question. Why, clearly you thought both these guys were innocent. One guy you suspended two games, or you took two game checks away, the other guy you did not. What's the logic? Don't you think that's a fair question? Yes. Because you would say they're they're very close together in what you viewed as their actions right which were close to zero ronan farrow john ronan farrow that's the name of the guy i've been trying to think of i don't even know who that is woody allen it's like woody allen and mia farrow's kid yeah that's the writer okay well i'm t- time to eat we'll talk about harbaugh next time yeah we'll talk about harbaugh right. next are you time. still on, did you get off my lawn god damn it you're still on my lawn I'm on your lawn. (laughs) Later. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.